Hey, what's up? How are you doing today? Welcome to the first episode of Outspoken with your host, Sam Collins. You know, I know what you're thinking. Who is this guy? Who is Sam Collins? So if you don't know who I am, I'm a YouTuber. I make YouTube videos. I do commentary. I talk about LGBT stuff. And it's it's a blast, honestly. I know I don't sound like I'm very excited about it, but it it, it is a blast. I like making YouTube videos. <laughs> so I figured I would start a podcast because... I love listening to podcasts myself. You know, when I'm at the gym, it's one of my biggest things. Podcasts are funny. I'll just start bursting out laughing in the gym, and everybody looks at me like I'm crazy. But hey, I'm the one listening to the good, the good podcast, okay? And I like to talk, so why not start a podcast, you know? Anyways, so this podcast is called Outspoken for two reasons. One, because I'm outspoken. Because I do commentary, you will see why within a few episodes. And two is because I'm out. Because I'm trans. Get it? Out. Like I like coming out. Yeah, I think you got it. So today I just wanted to talk about a couple of things that, you know, in my life. I want to talk about a little bit of driving because we all do driving. And I have some very, very interesting tour stories. If you don't know, I went on tour back in the day, even though I was very irrelevant. Even more irrelevant than I am today. <laughs> so, and at the end of each episode within Outspoken, I don't know if you read the description, but I will be sharing LGBT stories that you guys have submitted anonymously because I don't want to, you know, I don't, I, I just don't want to put your name out there like that. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, why don't we just get right into it? So I was thinking of something interesting to talk about on my first podcast, right? And I was going through all the motions and the thing that I kept coming back to was driving because we all do it, you know, unless you are, unless you're, I don't know how old you have to be to drive. It depends on the state, right? It's like 15 or 16 or something like that. If I got my license when I was 16 years old, I would have crashed about five cars. So I'm very, very thankful. And I just want to talk a little bit about driving, all right, for, for, for like three minutes, okay? So driving, man, you know, I do a lot of it. I go to the gym every day. So it's like, it's, it's probably about 10 minutes total. It's five minutes there, five minutes back. You know, it takes up a lot of, a lot of my time in the day. And even within that, within that little 10 minute time span, there is never a moment that is dull. Because there's always somebody who is really stupid on the road. And I'm not I'm not an angry guy. Like, you know how there's angry drivers, like they're always mad. You know, I'm just chilling. When I'm driving, I go the speed limit or I'll go like five or 10 above. I, I don't condone going any more above the speed limit than 10. But but I know a lot of you do it. <laughs> so, you know, when you get on the road, within the first 30 seconds, there's already somebody up your ass. Unless I drive like a grandma. Because when I'm on the highway, I'll, I, like, I'll just be in the middle lane, right? And someone will be right on my ass. The rest of the highway can be completely clear, but um, they will be up my ass. And I just thought, I just thought how fucking annoying that is. Every single day that I drive, somebody does something that's so stupid and it makes me irrationally mad and i'm just chilling right i'm just listening to music i'm having a good time and then i look at my rear view mirror and somebody's up my ass or they'll just do something completely stupid like take a turn when they shouldn't or go through a red light i actually went to new jersey not too long ago and people in new jersey okay well i hopefully i don't make any of the new jerseyans mad nobody there stops at a stop sign i've never seen it in my life like Everyone who lived there just went right through the stop sign. And I was like, uh, uh, what, like what, what just happened? You went through the stop sign. 
they compl- they didn't even hesitate. They just went right through it. So speaking of bad driving, I wanted to talk about my tour experiences because I'm a YouTuber, right? And I've been on tours, interestingly enough. And I am not the most popular guy. And I definitely wasn't like three years ago. I mean, now I would say, yeah, like Sam Collins can go on tour, but not not three, four years ago, right? So <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this because this is a lot. So if you are into the whole YouTubers, if you're into the whole social media people, man, have I got stories for you. You might be a little bit shocked by these ones. So let's start with my first tour. I don't even I, I don't even remember how many I've been on. Probably like four or five. I think I was like the token transgender that people threw on tours because I wasn't relevant. I, I wasn't that relevant. You know, there's probably about 10 or 20 people who would show up for me at any given show out of hundreds. And, but you know, you had to, you, you know, some people just need to put the diversity on there, right, dude? So <laughs> my first, my very first tour was excellent. I'm not going to name any names or any tour names like that, but it was with a good handful of, a small handful of great guys. They were awesome. And just the people on it, the people who were managing it, they were really, really nice. And it was just a very well-organized tour. Um, and one of the guys from I Don't Know, he was actually on it. And very nice dude. I figured I would throw that in there for some of you some of you fans, even though I said I wasn't going to say names. But best tour I've ever been on, like to date. And that was four years ago. And I, I, I didn't even, I don't even know how I got on that. I forgot. I think one of my friends got me on it or something. Anyways, so that was a great experience. But let's fast forward a little bit, right? So a year or two after that, uh, Taurus started picking me up for some reason. I had a manager and he was, uh, I guess he had connections or something like that. And, you know, every tour needs their their token. <laughs> every social media tour needs their token. I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I mean, maybe it was in that given moment. Anyways, so, you know, I go on this tour and I'm, I'm to explain the way that I am, I'm a very, I'm a very anxious person, depending on vibes. All right. So if you give me good vibes, I'll give you good vibes back. If you give me bad vibes, I'm not going to talk at all. That's just, I don't know. That's just how it works, man. So I go on this tour, right? And I'm probably the least popular guy on the tour. And everybody else, it was like, do you guys remember Musical.ly? It was a lot of Musical.ly people, all right, TikTokers. If you don't know what Musical.ly is, it's it's TikTokers, but before the TikTok, okay? They used to lip sync and do all this stuff, whatever. So I'm on that tour for some. I'm, I'm like the I'm the YouTuber, and everyone else makes Musicallys, which was so fucking weird. So what happened on these tours? Basically, what would happen is. There was a meet and greet portions, and then there was a show portion. And the show taked up the entire day for us. Taked up? Taked up? That's not fucking, that doesn't even make any sense. Took up. The show took up a lot of our time, right? So we'd get there at like 8 a.m., right? And we'd leave at like 11 p.m. or something like that, just with setting up and everything. So I barely got any sleep. Anyways, let me get into the into the tea, if you must. Is it? Do you guys still call it tea today? Is that, no? No? All right. Well, so uh, my experience, if I could rate it on a one out of 10 with going on tour would definitely be like a like a like a two or a three, probably easily one of the worst experiences in my life. All we did was eat fast food like our uh, every meal was fast food, every single meal. And I get it. 
but it was disgusting. Like I would wake up and eat McDonald's every day. And when you eat McDonald's enough, that often you can start to taste the chemicals and it was just disgusting. So <laughs> I, have a, I have a couple of funny stories. So being on this tour with a bunch of younger people, I was probably, I was definitely one of the oldest and I don't, I don't even know their, what their ages were. They weren't far off from me, but I was probably, I was like 20 or 21 or something like that. Uh, there was a lot of alcohol involved, which I don't, um, which is cool by me. Hey, alcohol is fun, man, you know, but one thing, uh, a couple of things that stood out to me in particular was the fact that whenever we did a meet and greet, right, it, it doesn't matter what day it was, there was still meet and greet and fans would line up and wait outside, you know, whether it was 100 degrees or whether it was like 50 and raining. All right. So when you go through the whole meet and greet line, and I was one of the first people that you would meet because uh, I just put myself there. We could pick our spots in the meet and greet line. So I just I, I went right in the front and Something that was really weird to me is that, like, the guy, like, some of the guys would lean over and, like, talk about a fan who we just met, like, if she was sweating or if she was crying or, like, comment about her weight. And they would talk the meanest shit. And I'm, I'm, hey, I'm not joking. Like, that's not a joke. They would talk to me and shit. They'd be like, ew, she just smelled so bad or she was so sweaty. And I was like, um, I, like I didn't say anything. I was like, in my head, I was like, okay, they just waited like four hours out in the heat to come meet you, and then you're gonna you're gonna talk about them like that. You're gonna say, oh, she's so sweaty, bro. It's fucking a hundred degrees out. If you were sitting out in a hundred degrees waiting, standing there waiting, you would be sweaty too. Like, what are you talking about? I'm sweaty, and I didn't even go out. I'm just sweaty, and I didn't even go out there. Wait, so, uh. That was just a that was just an awful thing. <laughs> these oh my god, dude! These people. If I could just if I could say names, I really would, but I won't. I won't do that today. Aside from that, there was oh here's one. So <laughs> so normally what would happen was especially during these these meet and greet lines, we would get a lot of fan mail, and you know me being one of the smallest people on the tour, I didn't even have I didn't have a hundred k yet or anything like that on YouTube. Uh, just for reference, I have over half a million now. I believe it's 600,000. So very, very minimal um, in the world of touring. So I wouldn't get as much fan mail, right? But I would read every single one because I'm, that's, just, that's just me. Like, that's just how I am. I appreciate it. I really love everything. And I, I'll look at everything as I can. So what would happen is after a meet and greet, everybody has so much mail, right? There was like, there was like mountains of mail. And I get it. All right. I, I understand there's a lot of fan mail. But... They would actually be prepared in the back room. There are trash bags designated to immediately throwing out fan mail. And <laughs> when I, oh, dude, when I saw it, I was like, oh, like this is, this is how you people are. Like you just, you take the poster or you take the, the fucking stack of 30 letters and they just go straight in the trash. Like I know you can't sit there and read 30 letters. I understand. But it's like, if I couldn't read something, I would have taken a picture of it. You know, like a lot of people created posters for me. So I would take a picture of the poster and post it on my Instagram story and be like, like, uh, hey, love the poster, Alex, or some shit like that. But that, um, that, didn't, that didn't happen as often. 
so they had you know they had trash bags ready for for fan mail to be thrown out and man i just thought that was so stupid like someone took out hours of their day to make this poster for you also paid like hundreds of dollars to meet you and you can't even take a second to be like hey thanks lexi for the fucking poster fuck lexi i guess like hey like fuck you you know that it's i don't know dude it was just really sad not only not only were the people on the tours shitty most of them i will i will tell you that a, a small percentage of them were great people and i love them and i actually talked to some of them most of them were for, for just i can't like i'm not even you know that's how they were so not only did that happen but i got scammed being on the tour too like i sold merch right but I never actually got the merch money that was sold, which was thousands of dollars. I don't know if that's something I should share. But hey, you know what? It was it was just an awful experience. Like, could you imagine being on tour? All right, you get three hours of sleep a night. Uh, you drink every day to, to to cope. That's okay. That sounds really bad. But <laughs> that sounds really bad. But I was going insane. All right. So so having a glass of whiskey was like my escape. All right. Uh, so not only did I have to tour with shitty people, get scammed, uh, drink at seven in the morning to cope, watch them throw out fan mail. There's this one story in particular that I have to share with you because it's so funny. All right. There's this really, really popular girl. <laughs> there's this really popular girl, right? And she was on the tour <sighs> and, <laughs> oh, dude, um, so definitely she was like she was like prime time she was one of the biggest people on on the social media whatever realm you know she was one of the biggest people and nobody nobody's gonna remember the story nobody's gonna remember the story except for me because i just remember it so like i said i'm a i'm a socially awkward guy all right only only depending on your vibes you know i'm a vibe guy you feel me you know i i didn't really do anything i just did my business i met the fans that were there to meet me and went on stage and did my stupid thing. God, whatever it was, it was so stupid. Every time I went on stage, it's embarrassing. And I know the videos of me exist and it's so embarrassing. But uh, so this one girl in particular, we had like a big van. So you get into like this big van and then you had to like lift up chairs to kind of get behind. You know what I'm talking about? You lift up the chair and then you can put it back down. Yeah. So uh, one day I was last in the van <laughs> and um she got in before me i guess and then i don't i don't even remember what i was doing i think i was going to sit in the front or something and she was getting settled in but for some reason i put down the chair you know the the chair that was in front of her and it slammed down on her foot so hard and it looked like the most painful thing in the world <laughs> and i didn't know I looked at her and I was like, I, <laughs> I can't even, uh, I looked at her. And I was like, Oh, Oh, I, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't, are you okay? I didn't mean to. And she gave me the dirtiest looks and like the dirtiest. She was like, no, it's fine. Like, it's fine. Whatever. Blah, 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 blah. And I, I knew it hurt. If you saw that, do you like, the chair slammed down on her foot, dude. I sp I put it hard because you have to put those things back in hard because it's a it's a car chair thing, and 
I just like from that point on, I was like, I want to leave this tour. Like this is like the last thing that could possibly happen to me. So yeah, you know, after making my great impression on all of these people, I just told, I just wanted to leave because it was the worst. Tour was the worst experience ever. And I have so many more stories. If any of you ever want to hear them, let me know. That was just a that was just a little preview of what happened in tours. I could go into a little bit more details if you want to, but I figured I would share it with you. And this isn't I'm not even like I'm just talking about the tours that I went on. I I don't think this happens on a, a good amount of them. Actually, I have no idea. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass now. So while we're on the topic of influencers, I thought I would talk about influencer parties because they're one of the most boring things you could go to, unless. Unless I, I, you know what? I don't even know what unless of. I've been to plenty of influencer parties. And they're like the worst thing ever. Um, it's just a bunch of cheap liquor and people screaming like all the time. It's so fucking lame. I mean, hey, if that's your move, dude, like cool for you. But uh, seeing the way people talk there, people talk a lot about numbers and talk about irrelevancy and talk about, um, you know, how much better they are than other people. And then, you know, just it's it's really it's like it's the most unattractive thing man and this is why i can't stand a lot of you know influencers because it's just it's all about money or it's all about how you look to other people it's not even about like the craft that they're creating it's just about you know oh oh joey has a a gucci belt and he just hooked up with sarah last night like it's just i don't know it's fucking weird dude so you know going to those parties is nothing special. Those people aren't anything special. I feel like I'm just kind of bashing on people now, but I, I guess, you know, I guess what that's that's my specialty, right? Because I'm commentating. Uh, a lot of what I've seen at parties is just how cocky people are, and I just, man, I just wanted to say it's just, it's fucking stupid. It's it's really stupid. Aside from all the bad tour experiences and being an influencer, I found this subreddit. And I wanted to share it with you because I think it's hilarious. All right. So there's a subreddit on Reddit called Am I the Asshole? And basically, it's where people ask questions like, uh, let's say, am I the asshole for not paying my friend for gas or some some example like that? You know, so this person posted and (laughs) and this one was really funny. So I needed to share it with you. And it's called Am I the Asshole for Wearing My Girlfriend's Hoodie? I'm going to read this to you and I'll do my little commentary, right? So it says, hi, Reddit. I think I need some help here. My girlfriend and I went to my parents' house last week for a visit. My brother, his wife, and their son were also visiting. Sister-in-law and I have never gotten along. She kept my brother from coming to my 18th birthday party because I told her she couldn't bring her baby with her. It was a place full of drunk people and loud music, not ideal for a baby. She also has issues with my sexuality, by guy, and my relationship with my girlfriend. Though she doesn't like it when I point out how stupid her logic is. Anyways, things were going good until it got a bit chilly. I've forgotten to bring a jacket and a hoodie with me as it had been warm when we we left. Thankfully, my girlfriend is almost always too warm and always wears hoodies because she looks great in them. Her words, not mine, even though she does look great in them. (laughs) She offered me the hoodie and I put it on and now all hell broke loose. All right. Okay, so fellas, is it gay to wear a woman's hoodie? That's the question today. All right. Okay. So, sister-in-law started lecturing me about how a real man would never wear his girlfriend's clothes, and since I'm normal, straight now, that I should try and act more like a man. (laughs) I don't see the issue with it. My girlfriend is taller than I am, so her already baggy hoodies look slightly baggier on me because of how short I am. 
My girlfriend says she thinks it's cute and I think her hoodies are comfortable. Anyway, sister-in-law had her rant about how gross it is and makes me less of a man and how it makes her uncomfortable. She... <laughs> what? Okay. What? It's a hoodie. Anyways. She made a few comments about how my nephew could be influenced by my behavior. Anyways, things were tense for a while after that and we left a bit earlier than we'd originally planned to. Alright, dude. Okay, so... There's a little bit more here, but I just wanted to say a couple of things. Like how, okay, so if you wear, listen up, fellas. If you wear a woman's hoodie, you know, even if she owns a man's hoodie, if you wear her hoodie, you are not a man at all. You are, you are like 2% man. Might as well pack it up. Might as well pack it up and transition into a woman because that's, you're just not a man at all. Like, ah, oh, dude, I just can't, uh, you know, so think about how dramatic some people are to make a big fuss about wearing somebody else's hoodie. I don't know. He said, uh, fast forward to yesterday. Again, we were all at my parents' house and I decided with my girlfriend's approval to wear her bright pink school hoodie. I didn't go to the same school as my girlfriend and my sister-in-law knows that. She recognized the hoodie and went quiet, shooting us dirty looks whenever she could and making snarky comments every now and then. That's so fucking funny, dude. I later got a text from my brother that I made my sister-in-law really uncomfortable and that I'm an asshole for wearing something I knew would upset her. I know it was petty, but I'm a petty bitch and I feel like she started it. Anyways, most of my family's on my side, but there are a few who think I'm an asshole for being petty and that I should have let it go. So Reddit, am I the asshole? <laughs> so, all right, what do you guys think? Is he the asshole? Because I think that shit is hilarious. I think that's the funniest thing that this guy could have possibly done. Like, if she, if she's getting offended about you wearing a hoodie, like a, even a bright pink hoodie, oh my God, you know what could make her go off? Anything, dude. So in my opinion, I think he's the asshole. You know, it was kind of assholeish of him to put on that pink hoodie, you know, and go make that sister-in-law so mad. Definitely a rude move. Like, dude, why would you wear a pink hoodie to piss her off intentionally? You know, what an asshole thing to do. You know that hoodies offend her and it makes you not a real man. So why would you do it? You know, I'm I'm just kidding. But anyway, somebody said uh, they replied to this Reddit and they said she sounds homophobic. She should probably shut her mouth. And uh, somebody else said, Sounds sexist as well. No way she would say a girlfriend isn't a real woman for wearing her boyfriend's hoodie, which is true. Definitely double standard. I mean, I wear my I wear my fiance's hoodies sometimes. We share hoodies actually. It's not even. Is that? Am I not a real man? Well, I mean, well, I mean, technically, if we're speaking. Since we're coming to the end of the podcast, I want to read a couple of these LGBT stories that you guys submitted for this episode. They're all anonymous, by the way. I'm never going to say people's names just because, you know, you never know. And um, this story was a good one. All right, so we're going to listen to it together. So I've been on Twitter since I was in seventh grade. I made a lot of close friends and opened up to a lot of people. I feel so comfortable that I came out as bisexual to all my Twitter mutuals. Little did I know, one of my friends at school followed me on this Twitter account, and I have no clue how they found it, because I kept it private for my personal life. Ask FM was popular at the time. You guys remember that? <laughs> Ask, SM. Ask FM. Shit was stupid. Anyways, Ask FM was popular at the time, and my friend sent in a message that threatened to tell the whole school I was bi. 
I was already out to my mom, so I told her what happened and just sobbed to her. She told me that I could deny it and just say that my friend was lying. So that was my plan because I wasn't ready to come out. A few days go by and nothing happened, so I thought I was in the clear. Wrong. I get to school one day and my best friend comes up to me and says, Are you bisexual? I quickly said, No, what the fuck? Where'd you hear that? And they said, uh, So-and-so just told me. I, and then I literally felt a lump form in my throat but I pulled through and told my best friend that they were obviously lying why would they make up such a horrible rumor about me the rest of the day felt so long another one of my friends asked me later in the day if I was bi and I immediately shut that down then they said oh good I don't think I could be friends with you if you were bisexual and that was the absolute worst thing they could have said to me I went home that day and just sobbed I felt so defeated I felt like I could never come out because I would lose all my friends turns out the person that almost outed me did it because they were jealous that I had other friends to this day, I haven't talked to them since. Fast forward two years, during the summer after freshman year, I came out to everyone via Snapchat story. <laughs> I know, cringy as fuck. Most of my friends were super accepting, but that one person who told me they wouldn't be friends with me, they weren't lying. I haven't talked to them since I came out four years ago. It was just funny too because I had to re-come out during sophomore year because I realized I was a lesbian. Oops. Uh, that made them even more mad and they gave me so many dirty looks in the hallway but I definitely learned that if people are going to unfriend you for being gay they weren't your friend to begin with um, so I want to share that story in particular because 100% agree with it people you know I, I was almost in similar situations when I was in high school and you know being outed without your being outed sucks being outed is the worst thing that you can do to somebody. Like I can't, I can't even imagine how I would react if I was outed in the middle of high school. You know, it's like everybody puts it on blast, especially like because everybody thinks it's the weirdest thing. For some reason, everybody thinks it's weird in high school, and like when you get into the real world, people really don't give a fuck. It's the weirdest thing. So, uh, people who do that stuff to you, you know, who, who are your friends or who say like, I oh my god, I couldn't be friends with you if you were a lesbian or whatever. They're not your friends to begin with because who the fuck cares like i could care less if my friend was anything lgbt you know even even before i came out as trans I, it didn't bother me i don't know but so another story that i have that i wanted to show you was uh <clears throat> this is actually a really nice one i mean it's surprising because this person is pretty young so they said uh i came out to my stepdad at 14 i'm 15 now and he hugged me and said that he always wanted a son the next day, he took me to the barbers and bought me tradition, traditionally masculine clothes, and we talked about giving me his old wallets and aftershave, etc. He introduced me to his friend, who's also a trans man. I didn't know this at the time until we talked about being trans. He's in his 30s, and he had top surgery. He's been on T since 19, had a hysterectomy and all that stuff. Um, it was just super heartwarming because I come from a super religious and conservative conservative area in Ireland, and I really was not expecting how accepting my stepdad was. And I thought that was crazy. Because, you know, when you come out young, I came out young too. I came out at 15. People uh, people usually don't take it very well at all. Like, they get very confused. And I came out back in 2011, 2012, almost like 10 years ago, where trans being trans wasn't uh, shown in the media as much as it is today. Like, I think it's very, very shown more than it used to be ever. So it was it was confusing for my family, but... They eventually pulled through and they understood it and stuff like that. But to see somebody who like is on board right away is is it's great to me. Uh, instead of you know shunning your kid and stuff like that, I think it's great to you know take your kid to 
go talk to a therapist, take your kids to the doctors, take your kids to all these things and really support them and learn about it and Google it and help them through it because it's not an easy thing. Like I went to a therapist when I was a teenager too, and it helped so much, you know, with learning about myself and just even not even being trans, like other things in my life too. So um, to see somebody who actually is like, oh shit, like, oh really? Instead of like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're going to fucking do this and you're going to fucking do that. And you're going to do whatever I say. I don't know, dude. It's just refreshing. You never, ever see that. So I thought that should give you guys a little bit of hope. And uh, yeah. Yeah, so that kind of wraps us up for the first episode. So just want to say, hey, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. I had a lot of fun filming this and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. But yeah, so... Hey, look out for the next episode. I'll be uploading every week new podcast episodes. It'll be on various topics, like I said. Anything that's trending, whatever, I'll do my commentary and just talk to you guys a little bit. So thanks again for listening. And make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Outspoken wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to submit any of your uplifting or even crazy LGBT stories, you can email me at outspokensam at gmail.com or just DM me on my Twitter or my Instagram. And my handle is it's Sam Collins. So they can be long stories, short stories, doesn't matter. I'm open to anything, honestly. And yeah, have a great day, everybody. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.